0: Vlog Talk Radio
1: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA
0: Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Castroller, Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to MMA at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out AltercationClothing.com. Altercation Clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You are listening to Funky Monkey MMA.
2: Welcome to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I'm Kane Miller, and I am joined by the head of our site, Rob Mead, MMA journalist Dave Madden, and Matthew Dolly. Today we are joined by Mike the Truth Jackson, who will be making his professional MMA debut in the UFC against Mickey Gall on February sixth. Mike. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, guys. Now, uh, first off, as we said before, you'll be fighting Mickey Gall on February 6th, just a couple weeks from now. Uh, We saw Gall on Dana White's new series looking for a fight, but we haven't really heard much about uh, how you actually got involved in the matchup. How did the UFC eventually find you?
3: Well, uh, for those who don't know, um, I'm also uh MMA journalist myself or like a MMA media personality is uh kind of the self title I've given myself out here. But uh I'm affiliated with Legacy, uh fighting championships, you know, they've been single on Access T V. Um I work with them. I'm a photographer, videographer, um actually my first uh amateur fight or or first fight in MMA was with Legacy, uh, actually prior, they were called Lone Star Beatdown at the time, um, but the promoter and I, Mick Maynard, um, were really good friends, uh, we train together, um, hang out, do all kinds of stuff, but uh, he and Dana White have developed a, a, a great relationship, and uh, he Mick got a call, and he was just like, or Dana called Mick, and was like, hey man, you know, we're looking for someone for this uh, Mickey Gall guy who called out CM Punk, you know, do you have any 170s for form And uh, this was just a perfect opportunity for me. Um, Mick and, and the guys uh, with the company, they're well aware of my, my personality, my charisma, uh, as well as, you know, the, to, to sell fights. And this is definitely, um, I, I really don't want to say it's like a high-profile fight, but it's getting a lot of attention um, purely off of uh, CM Punk, you know. So it only made sense to put someone um like myself in the in this fight uh, especially with my you know this will be my professional MMA debut uh, I do have professional fights in boxing and kickboxing where I'm undefeated in both um but as far as MMA goes you know they needed someone with limited experience and uh, it was just a great opportunity for me
2: yeah, of course and uh like you said you know you're you're very well known on the Texas circuit I'm from Texas as well so I kind of know about your uh your media stuff and your your website and everything uh, you seem to be you know, very active with media coverage, but uh, when was your last fight, whether it was in MMA or boxing?
3: Oh, my last fight was, I want to say it was in late July, early August, Um it was, it was for Legacy. Uh, it was a Legacy kickboxing event. Um, I've had other fights scheduled since then, um, but for one reason or the other, uh,
4: they've all fell through,
3: and um, I, I had a good feeling this one wasn't going to go the same way.
4: Like Kim was saying, uh, your site and it's a really nice looking site, actually, uh, Mike, Mike, com. And you know, anyways, I wondered if having that inside with the journalism yourself and that experience in inside the game, it, it, I wonder if you find that beneficial. Is that is that helping you in this, you know, leap to the UFC? Yeah, it, it it's
3: group does I mean wonders for me. You know, uh one thing that I you know, I, I'm a I teach boxing and things like that to some people or I've done private before. Um but and you know, and I also give a thing that that's very important for people to know is that you can be one of the best gym fighters uh or, or best fighters in the gym. Um but turn, it turns it's a different um facet of the game when you have people watching you. You know, you can be the best fighter in the gym. You maybe have, let's just say, a number like 10. You have 10 people watching you spar. You know, maybe you could be John Jones. Um, the the way you train and the way you spar and fight, it changes as the amount of eyes on you increases. Um, I've seen instances where people are, they, again, they look great in the gym. Um, in an amateur fight, um, well, amateur fights vary by levels just like pro circuits do but one of the higher end levels uh amateur shows such as legacy who put on um you may have 2000 people there watching you and i've seen right. it where people they literally look they're, they're in shock they 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 don't comprehend what's going on um and then they just they don't perform for me i've i've covered ufc events i've covered large shows uh, Legacy is a large show, and I cover them on a monthly basis. Um, I feel, for, and then I just like being in front of the camera. That's that's my thing. That's actually how I kind of got started with the whole media thing. But for me, um, to be honest with you, this fight really is just another day for me. It's just another fight. I don't feel the pressure of being in the UFC. Uh, maybe that'll change come fight night. But as of right mm-hmm. now, um, there is no pressure uh, for me. It's another fight. Um, it's not like I'm going out there fighting, you know, Rafael dos Santos or something like that, one of these, you know, high level guys. Uh, I'm fighting someone. This could be a fight on a, on a regional show or on a local level show. Um, So for me, again, there is no pressure because uh, I'm used to the environment of a, of a UFC event. I'm used to having the camera. You know, I fought on uh, access TV before. Um, So I've been in front of cameras performing, um, I was in a movie called Fightville where cameras were following me around for that event. So for me, this is, um, I mean, it's, again, just another day at the office for me, another another fight.
2: So it's been said, um, you know, with your fight with Mickey Gall, they said from Dana, Dana said that if Mickey Gall wins this fight, then he will receive the CM Punk matchup. But if you win, then you won't get that opportunity. Is there any specific reason behind this?
3: honestly i don't know um i didn't really i I ran into dana we we spoke a little bit uh this past weekend at a legacy event and i really didn't um talk too much about it i I talked to matt sarah as well a little bit about it um and you know it is what it is on you know it's a business decision um i feel that they've invested a little time and little money and and mickey gall as far as you know, going out to this event that they that they found him, you know, sending their camera crews and, you know, all these other things. They, you know, they, they have an investment, so to speak, in Mickey Gall. For me, it was really just making a phone call, you know, and, and getting me in, into the fight. Um, That will change come UFC 196. It only makes sense, you know, to put someone like myself in the fight against CM Punk um, because again, this is a business, and the main goal of a business is to make money. You have CM Punk who's obviously going to bring in the demographic from the professional wrestling side. He's going to bring the eyes and, and attention and things like that. But uh, just a Mickey Gall versus CM Punk, you know, that doesn't really do it as much as let's say, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, or Mike the Truth, whatever they want to, you know, put on the, on the poster or or, or billboard or anything like that. That's gonna move the needle, you know for me, I'm like the cherry on top in this fight. you know you're gonna make as much money as you can with Sam Punk, and then you're just gonna make a little bit of extra with me. you're gonna make more than you would with uh skull or or any other fighter local fighter that um the u f c goes out there looks for in this in the series that they're doing for me i'm I'm not just a a local fighter, you know uh mickey gall he he has his you know obviously he has his local fan base and I, I heard he's a very popular fighter in his uh in his town but for me i'm not just a local fighter i have the personality um i'm a media personality i'm a media uh you know individual who um ha- has been around you know I've, I've covered events people know me from that side so i'm going to bring a little bit more attention than mickey
1: gallwood to this fight mike this is a uh, matt dolly and i kind of want to chime in and and uh, piggyback on that and ask you a question because I think that, uh, you know, one thing that they're going to look for is Dana White didn't say this, but the other owners of the UFC kind of said this way back when they first announced the um, the CM Punk fight that they said that they wanted it to be a kind of sort of semi uh, – popular person, if you will, and of course, with the UFC's backing, Mickey Gall's a great example, you can get pretty popular pretty quick, um, if you've already got the foundation for that, you know, I think that uh, you, you you pulling off the victory um, it more than catapults you for the opportunity, because, you know, Mickey Gall called out CM Punk in front of a, Few hundred people, a thousand people. That show, I'm not sure. If you beat Mickey Gall, you get to call out CM Punk in front of the whole world. You know what I'm saying? So I it, think exactly and, that.
3: Uh, yeah. No, no, exactly. Uh, you make a great point. Um, for me, uh, well, and Mickey Gall's situation, it was really he was in the right place at the right time. You know, anyone, any fighter that evening um, could have could have done the same thing. Um, unfortunately, it was, a, a, according to Dana White and the other people um, that were there, it was a terrible show. So it just so happened that Mickey Gall, um, who defeated someone, I mean, he that was a bum that he fought. Um, you know, he, he put on a good showing against a, a lower-class opponent. And, again, he was in the right place at the right time, and he called out CM Punk, um, especially in this situation. You know, this is a special situation where – you need someone with limited experience. You need someone with one fight or no fights or things like that to step up to the plate. You can't put CM Punk in there with the with the veteran, you know, UFC veteran who you know they're bringing in guys with seven, eight, twenty fights. Um, you can't throw them to the wolves like that. Um, but really, what it comes down to is, like you said, they they want someone that's going to entice people to watch. You know, if you take Mickey or you take CM Punk and you just put him in there with uh, a nobody, again, you're gonna have people who want to see him fight just because it's CM Punk. But now you're this isn't just a a, a a regional show. This isn't a lore organization show where you can get away with just throwing anybody in there. This is a UFC. And granted, out of the three of us, none of the three of us, even with none of us, we belong in the UFC. Um, and I can tell you, you know, I train with UFC fighters. Um, I'm friends with them. I had friends who were in the UFC and now are currently out, you know. And I know where the skill sets are, and I know where the skill level is. Um, so I'll say the three of us, we don't belong there. But again, this was a business decision, and that's kind of what we're we're feeding off of right now. Um, but with that said, in this CM Punk fight, you're gonna have to bring someone who had some kind of skill level. Um, to, to put on a show, you can't put CM Punk, who to be, you know, I know he's doing these interviews and he's saying, you know, don't sleep on me and this, that, and the other, but look, the guy, he's, he's, he hasn't been doing this long enough. You know, he's in the position that he's in currently because of his name alone, you know, Uh um, yes, he does train with Duke Rubis. Um, I've met Duke. Um, I, have been to some seminars. He's come out here in Texas and I've, I've covered his seminars, shot some photos for him. Um, but again, you would have to train with someone for several years to develop a level to even be, there's, he would have to train with, I, and the number I'm throwing this out now, I threw this out with Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm. Uh, I would say he would have to train with Duke Rufus for about five years to even be considered in the realm of my striking alone, let alone some top contender. You know, um, he says that he doesn't want to fight bums. He wants to fight some some quality matchup or you know quality fighters. Well, now he has it. He has a quality matchup in myself. Um, and, and again, he's going to go in there and he's going to get knocked out. Uh, I'm going to send CM Punk. Uh, back to you know, I don't think he's going back to professional wrestling, but I'll send CM Punk back to some jujitsu tournaments because that's where he after belongs. You just,
4: after, a ball here, CM Punk
3: says, uh, oh, right? yeah, definitely." I'm not looking past Gall. He's gonna. I'm gonna send him back to New Jersey, um, and, nice. and I'm gonna take that that golden ticket of his.
4: I guess the piece I was trying to go with is, uh, you know, you obviously have the media chops and i I heard you and and mickey on another another show where you guys were having a you know i had my quotes up a press conference and you you guys were being um you know pushed to to really jot each other and you wouldn't you guys weren't doing it and they were just grinding their teeth to get you guys to do it
0: and it, it, <laughs>
4: like i was trying to say i'm I'm pretty soured on the u f c in the sense that that's a skill that that fighters need versus the the collection of skills you're talking about collect you know about needing to step inside the octagon and, and anyways i just i wondered um and just what you thought about that piece i mean you, not like right now you just said you're going to send them back to new jersey i mean that's the kind of stuff that needs to be said for when mm-hmm. i think you need to speak with your fists you know you need to speak with your takedown you need to grappling your submission you need to speak like that but apparently you need that also. I just I wondered if you could speak on that.
3: Right. Well, and again, this goes back to something. I'm, I, so I sort of mentor some people out here and uh, and, and give them advice. Um, and, and one of my my little uh, quidbits, so to speak, is you can be the best fighter in the world. You can be obviously you can be at a John Jones type level, but if no one wants to see you fight, then it doesn't matter how good you are. Here's a perfect example. Look at Ben Askren. You know, um Ben Askren is a really good fighter, you know, he has great wrestling and he's winning. But no one wants to see Ben Askren. Okay. You know, so therefore he's not in the UFC. And I I don't I don't know him personally. I, I know very little about Ben. Um so it's not like taking a shot or anything like that. But um, you don't necessarily need to trash talk. Look, I don't know Mickey Gall. I don't know anything about the guy. So when they were trying to get me to, and and again it was MMA roasted. You know they 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 like they kind of josh with that stuff. Um, look, I'm not a trash talker. You know I state facts. Uh, my my professional record speaks for itself in my uh, boxing and kickboxing. I'm undefeated. All of my wins have come via knockout. So everyone knows what I'm coming to do. I'm not coming in here to take Mickey Gall down and submit him. I'm coming to knock Mickey Gall out. As I have with my other fights, you know. Um, but as far as trash talk, there no trash. I, I don't know the guy. He doesn't know me, you know. I, sh- I should be thanking Mickey Gall because if it weren't for Mickey Gall, I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in currently, making my debut in the UFC, you know. Um, but with that being said, the facts are I have knockout power in either hand. I knock people out unconscious with both hands, you know. So that that's a fact. And when I right. step into the cage at UFC 196, my goal is to not Mickey Gall out. And, again, that's a fact. It's no no trash talking, no disrespect, because we're in a combat sport where we're fighting. You know, we go in here and say, well, you know, we're we just going to, you know, play patty cake for three rounds. No, I mean, that's not realistic, you know. The realistic goal for me is to knock Mickey Gall out and to make a statement, you know. So, to me, that's not trash talk. It's just stating the fact and he's from New Jersey. So of course, you know, and again and this goes back to neither one of us belonging to UFC. So, me knocking Mickey Gall out, it's not like he's going to get another opportunity because he had he would he would have two fights, he would be one and one. Who are they going to put him against? They they're not going to sign another one fight, two fight fighter just to bring it to fight Mickey Gall. You know? So, it, it would make no sense for him to to stay in the organization. Um. again, he's he's made his name off of just the show. Again, you know, he's a local fighter. Of course, you're going to have if you're a local fighter, you're going to have local fans surrounding you. And it, that's the way it should be. He's not a, a national level fighter. Well, right? I guess
4: along that line, it's uh, do you think uh, it's more like a, an instantaneous version of the ultimate fighter for us to, you know, here's Vicky Gall and here's you know, you and and you know, let's go it, versus you know going through the whole house issue. I mean, that's kind of I yeah. think, looking for the fight idea, anyways. But um, I mean, it's it's cool that you get this opportunity, and, and I think you know to say you're not uh, you know deserving of it or you don't belong there. You know, you're you're obviously not given it. You're given it for some reason. Um, you know, this this chance. I just it frustrates me to hear you don't get CM Punk next, but he does. I, you know, I just I, I live in this world of fairness, for, and, and, and I get, just get so frustrated, even though I'm not going to change a thing about it. Um, and so, anyways, I just it, it frustrates me to to hear one one yes and one no. And I just think if you <laughs> got on the mic and said, you know, I I you know I, I deserve this, and you know, right? Well, and that's, that's the you. thing about
3: me. Um, the the people that know me, they know how well I can work a mic. Uh, I, you know, some people they I've been getting like these little messages, Hey Mike, you know, you're not Mickey Gallao. Make sure you do. Look, I'm Mike, the true Jackson. <laughs> I've built this brand for a reason and, and it's my skill set. It's the way I speak. People were watching my video blogs, not for just fight highlights or backstage commentary. Uh, they were watching it to hear things that I say, that's how I've developed this brand and built up, uh, built myself up, you know, outside of fighting. So as far as getting on the mic, look, I look, my wit and my intelligence is on another level. Um, the, this is something that a lot of fighters don't have, and uh, you know, fortunately enough, I do have it. You know, so again, this is a perfect opportunity for me. Um, I know some people were there mentioned, like, man, you know, because Mike Jackson doesn't have any fights. Why don't y'all just do Mike Jackson versus CM Punk? Um, that would have been ideal, and I would really would appreciate that, especially from a financial standpoint. But this is just a way for me to build myself up right now and to prove that in this small little love triangle going on with myself, Mickey Gall, and CM Punk, that I belong here, you know? <laughs> Um, And again, this is one of those special situations.
1: I don't know if you're allowed to disclose specifics of your contract with the UFC or if you've even signed one yet. I'm not sure. Is there any kind of opening for you to come back if you win? Because, yeah, they may not have been putting the CM Punk fight uh, offered to you, and they're talking about if Mickey Gall wins, he gets it. But my question is, if you beat Mickey Gall and they say, hey, you know what? We don't want you to fight CM Punk, but we want you back in three or four months to fight somebody else. Is that... I mean, is mm-hmm. that something that you're willing to do, or are you only doing this to get the CM Punk fight? Which, either way, I don't blame you for either decision.
3: My main goal is CM Punk. That's the the that's the that's main goal here in, in this situation. Um, again, I train with some high-level fighters. Do I feel that like I can compete with some of the lower-tier fighters, some of the, the debuters? I do. Um, again, I feel that I have some of the best striking that – you know, in the UFC, um, there are other facets of the game that obviously I that I would need to work on to prepare for uh, this. I mean, again, I've been doing boxing, and kickboxing for a while, and uh, I st- stepped away for a little bit. Um, luckily, I was I was already getting back into full MMA training once I got the call, so it was really a, a mere coincidence. Um, I, again, I don't know what'll happen. You know, I go in here, I defeat Mickey Ball, Gall, I get the punk fight, I defeat him. Honestly, I don't know what the plan would be. Um, when I competed in MMA, I, I fought at a lightweight. Um, so I don't know if I would drop back down to 155. I don't know if I would stay at 170 because that's where I've been, that this fight will be at 70. And uh, when I box and kickbox, I compete at, you know, 65, 70. So I, I honestly, I don't know what the game plan is. Um, as far as the contracts, I have signed a contract. Um, I, I, i you know, it's a one fight deal for this one. Um, but I, I different little uh, clauses spoke of, you know, you continue to fight, you know, your your paid increases. I don't think they will put that in the contract if I, you know, if I didn't get any more fights. I, I think that would be kind of a waste of paper or a waste of ink, so to speak. Um but no, so who who knows well again, who I'm taking this I'm taking this one fight at a time, you know, um I'm gonna knock Mickey Gall out. And uh, do do my best and securing the CM Punk fight, and then we're gonna go from there.
4: Your knowledge of you know being in the media and thinking how your fight is on Fight path. Curious of your take on even you know, if the UFC wants to to pump this up the best they can, and you know they have people just salivating for for Mickey Gall already, uh, just based on the the looking for a fight and just throwing his name around. I, you know, why not put it on FS1 on the prelims? I, I was just curious if, if you thought about that or if that you know I don't know registers at all. No, what, I, what do you think about that?
3: No, I thought about that. Um, I think this is a way for to draw attention to Fight Pass. Um, this is obviously a, a new uh, new platform for the UFC. Um, a good friend of mine, is Sage Northcutt. You know, he he hikes Fight Pass up like he, you know, uh, like he is Fight Pass, you know. So uh, I I understand the the process behind it. Um, Fight Pass, again, it's a new platform, and you want to get as much eyes on it as possible to get those subscription numbers up. Um, and I, I just see it as, as this being a way, you know, the whole looking for a fighter was on the internet. Let's, you know, let's do put it on Fight Pass, which is also on the internet. Um, but I feel like a highlight real knockout of Mike, Mickey Gall, you know, they're gonna they're gonna show it on, on uh, Fox
2: Sports One, so
3: people get to double dip yeah. a
2: little bit. To pile up on that, uh, since we kind of brought it up, and uh, Mike, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. It was kind of brought up. The news was brought up uh, earlier today. But with the heavyweight title now off the card, the event will now be on Fox Sports One instead of pay-per-view, and it'll have Johnny Hendricks and Stephen Thompson as the main event. Can we get your thoughts on the the shift of the card and the change-up?
3: Um, I think it was you know it was funny when uh, yesterday I was like actually it was myself and Derek Lewis we were kind of hanging out yesterday at the gym, uh, who was also on the he was on the the Fox uh, Sports One card already. But uh, he and I were, we were sitting talking to one another, and he, I didn't know. I just literally pulled up my laptop, and I just saw the news. And I kind of looked at him, and i was like, so what are you going to do? You going to want to step up and fight Stipe? And he was like, yeah, I'm ready, you know. Um, <laughs> and then for me, I was like, you know what they should do? They should put me and Mickey Gall on, fight, on, on the pay-per-view card and have CM Punk as a special guest referee. Uh, which would be hilarious. And obviously, obviously I'm just, just joshing. I, I don't mean that at all. I posted it online. I actually made, I'm good, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm good at media and stuff. I'm good at Photoshop. And I did like a little picture on my Instagram, which people can find at the Truth of Jackson. But uh, I kind of did like a little, uh, little mock-up of that, myself, Mickey and Punk. And some people actually thought I was serious about it, which I guess people, they think too seriously of themselves. But, um, as far as the entire shift itself, realistically, uh, it, it makes sense, you know, because the the main draw is the, the heavyweight title. And when you lose a fight like that, you're going to lose a lot of interest as far as people wanting to pay for the for the pay-per-view. Um, you're still going to get the same fans who tune in the Fox Sports 1 and the fight pass to watch the undercards. But the the main card itself... It, it wasn't strong enough to to, to be on pay-per-view. Um, and as opposed to, you know, canceling an entire event, you know, the UFC was fortunate enough to be put in a situation where they could shift the main card on Fox Sports 1 as well. Um, I don't know who they're going to – I didn't look at the schedule on Fox Sports 1, so I don't know who's getting pushed back from 9 to midnight. Um, it'll probably be some girls volleyball or something, which actually – I hope they don't cuz I like girls volleyball. Have y'all seen them at the last? <laughs> <long>? I like <laughs> girls volleyball. Maybe you can do like some racing or something. But uh it, I mean it was it was a smart move. Again, it it was uh it was a business decision. Um you definitely don't want to cancel a card um, like this. You know they've done it once before. Um they don't want to get in the in the pro, uh, you know, they don't want to keep doing this, you know, every so often once, you know, big fights fall out. Um, so, I mean, they made a business decision and I feel that it was the the right one to make.
1: I know you say that you've had a, I I believe you said you've had some pro boxing and kickboxing fights and you had said that you've had some amateur MMA fights. Me as Mm -hmm. a fellow amateur fighter, I was kind of curious as how many amateur fights you had had and exactly how they went. Did you win by submission, decision, knockout?
0: Uh, I honestly,
3: I haven't competed in MMA in roughly three years. I don't remember what my record was. Um I mostly were there were decisions. Um my first fight was won by submission. Um the others were decisions. Yeah, the other other decisions. Um the losses mainly came from decisions as well. Um I had some cats who and this was, you know, early I man, I had my first fight 6 months after training in MMA. Um there are a lot of people who were able to, you know, take me down and kind of hold me there um and not really do much work and they earned decisions that way um but again that was I, that was 8 years ago nine you know 7 8 years ago um uh, when these fights took place um i am a completely different fighter now um i've um you know i'm actually my my complete gym has changed i was actually uh training out in college station a uh, good good gym especially for you know newcomers but you know now I'm training with uh you know high level quality you know guys you know so i i'm a definitely a completely different animal right now
1: well i mean well to to, to finish off and you know piggyback on it, you are saying that you pretty much know that he's a, a brown bell as anybody that's you know can get on the internet has figured that out and uh you know as a me I'm a high school wrestler turn submission guy if I can give you any piece of advice, it's gonna be a you're going to get double-legged or he's going to try to double-leg you. I mean, that's pretty much the gist yeah. of it. If he has any of a, if he has any sort of a fight brain, you know, he uh-huh. he would not, you know, stand with you and trade because it's not in his favor. So I was just curious right. as to, like, you know, you are super aware of that, you're super working on your wrestling because fans like to hear that kind of stuff, or you're already at that level where you're like, I actually don't need to work on my wrestling because I know it's already on point and he's not going to be able to take me down.
3: No, I've been working on it. You know, uh that was actually one of the first things that that uh even prior to getting in the fight um that I was back in the gym training was uh, you know, I was getting my wrestling in, I was getting my jiu-jitsu in.
4: Um
3: look, I I would like to say he uh he's one to prove he he wants to prove a point and to to show to his fans and show the crowd that um he can stand with me. But and, and this is just me being honest. I, I honestly don't think he has any intentions at all at standing, um, and he's going to go for the immediate takedown.
1: Well, I, I'd have to say 100% agree with you because although we know that the UFC and Dana White, they have switched words of what they said, and I understand that from the business standpoint, I don't necessarily fault him, but they did say all he's got to do is win. So if I'm Mickey Gall, I'm thinking I'm not going to put myself in harm's way if I can get this guy down and just even if I got to crush him out for 15 minutes, I get to win, I get to see him punt. So I think that's something that you should definitely be on your toes looking for because uh, I could easily see that him trying to make that happen.
4: I was wondering, since you're Mike the Truth Jackson, uh, if there's some sort of a, a fib or a lie that that stands out in your Growing up, that that you wanted to share. <laughs> uh oh, you said a fib or a lie. That what? You know, uh, I mean, just being the truth. I mean, you know, people are going to think you've never even touched a cherry tree or anything, and just you know, <laughs> let them know you 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 maybe have fibbed or just the one that stands out to you that uh humorous or you know just some sort of a a lie oh, that, that comes to mind when you're forced to tell one. You know. Bring one up again.
3: Oh man, I've told quite a few lies. I couldn't even, uh-huh. I couldn't even <laughs> pick one that that's deserving of being mentioned. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, the, the the list is long, you know. to Be honest with you. Um, the, that act, the name was given to me by a friend of mine. Um, actually, well before I started fighting, uh, he was a Tulane, uh, he was a Tulane basketball player. Uh, now he plays overseas, actually um he won an mvp this previous year in a, in the a, uh, I want to say it's the cba or whatever the overseas league is his name is Vince Camper mm-hmm. um, anyway we we're kind of just hanging out one night at, at the spot and um he was freestyling i was doing the beat and, and he was freestyling and um I, i'm a, i'm going to assume it, it had correlations with paul pierce who also goes by the truth and especially he and i you know i played basketball that was a sport that i played as well um and it just kind of, like, he dropped it in, in his little freestyle, and um, I just kind of ran. I was like, man, that's dope, you know? And I just ran with it. And then once I, uh, I I began fighting, I mean, I had the truth tattooed on my back years before I started fighting. And, you know, once I started fighting, it kind of just stuck, you know, as, as a as a nickname. And, you know, now it's actual, it's a brand. You know, it's not just a nickname anymore. Um, it's part of the brand, the whole Mike the Truth thing. Um, as far as photography and the media and, you know, all kinds of little facets of, uh, of my life, you know? So it was just a perfect storm, you know, a perfect little scenario that played out with the nickname.
1: And, uh, before we get
3: out of here, man, if you want to shout out any sponsors or
1: anything of that nature.
3: Yeah, man. Um, uh, obviously I want everyone to make sure you check out Mike dot com. That's my website. You get any, you know, it's, uh, it's a lifestyle kind of website, more than more than just a combat sports. You know, um, I, I cover a lot of events outside of fighting. My main event is burlesque shows. So if you like, you know, naked women or have naked women, definitely check out the burlesque section of the site. Um, people can follow me on my uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Truth to Jackson. Um, on Facebook, they can find me at just type in Mike the Truth Jackson. You can find me on there. Um, you know, I want to thank my my team that Four Ounce Fight Club, Houston Muay Thai, Savannah Boxing, and the Athletic Performance Lab. Those are the four gyms that that I uh, that I train at. Um, and then my my number one sponsor uh, is Onnit. You know, people see me with the walkout shirts and stuff like that. Uh, they provide me with my supplements and things like that. Um, you know, people can use the code the truth. You know, if they want to, you know, stop by and check them out. Um, and then, of course, MyFit Foods, you know, they, they provide me with all my meals to to make sure, you know, I'm in shape and healthy, eating right, eating clean, and, you know, getting this weight down so I don't have to cut any weight. Right on. And we wish you the best of luck, man. I'm I'm doing this for us, the media team, man. You know, this is the first time a media member has stepped into the cage and on the UFC side. I'm doing this for all of us.
0: MMA Futures, Funky Monkey Radio partner together to bring you the latest fighter interviews and MMA news. Check out MMAFutures.com. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.
0: MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out altercationclothing.com. Altercation clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Altercation Clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.